Hello and welcome to the Swiss Connection. I'm Susan Masika. Switzerland is preparing a new foreign policy strategy for the years ahead. The person in charge of drawing it up is State Secretary for Foreign Affairs Pascal Beriswil. And starting next spring, this top diplomat will be moving to head the Swiss mission to the United Nations in New York. Swiss Info's Julia Crawford caught up with Pascal Beriswil to discuss her vision of Swiss foreign policy. As number two at the foreign ministry, Pascal Beresfield usually gets less limelight than her boss, Ignacio Cassis. But she is charged with many important tasks, including drawing up a foreign policy strategy for Switzerland for the next three years. The policy is to be inspired by a report from a working group of which she was a member, along with people not only from government, but also business, think tanks and academia. The expert report, known as AV28, sets out a foreign policy vision for the next 10 years and has been said to represent a new, as well as controversial, approach. But is it really new? I asked Pascal Beresville. I think the, the, the new aspect was that we took the time to together discuss challenges for the future. Um, usually we are really caught by the daily business and do not have enough time to really think over the you know, next 10 years. So that is maybe the new approach. When it comes to substance, um, I think there is a lot of modesty you need to have because one of the first foreign policy lessons one has to learn is that you can make an absolutely brilliant analysis and be completely wrong. So to try, trying to, to foresee the future for the next 10 years is something no one can do. And, and uh, I'm happy that we cannot see what is going to happen. And the report of the expert group is being taken as an inspiration, as you say, uh, for the foreign policy strategy which you are writing, as I understand, for the next three years. So which bits are you going to take? Which bits are your inspiration? And I think it's the outside view, the outside um, perspective of the experts who were in the, in the group. They looked at Swiss foreign policy from their point of view and gave us a, a lot of feedbacks, and so that helps us somehow define our strategy, also knowing what, how others can view it. The expert report sees the European Union as a key partner and says Switzerland will work with the EU as a non-member state to shape Europe. It also assumes that institutional issues between the two will be solved. But negotiations on a new framework agreement have been underway since 2014 and currently appear stalled. I asked Beresville when and how she thinks issues between Switzerland and the EU will be resolved. The thing which is clear and which will be in the next foreign policy strategy is that we have to clarify our bilateral relation with the European Union. Let me say this is our most important economic partner, but it's also our most important like-minded partner. And uh, with regard to the like-mindedness and foreign policy um, towards other countries outside Europe, we have been working closely with the European Union. So we are very much 
concentrated on the bilateral relation because it is key for us, but there is many other aspects with regard to that relation which works very well. The report also says that um, access to foreign markets for Swiss business is a priority. Does that mean turning more of a blind eye to human rights abuses in countries like Saudi Arabia, China? You know, we have a constitution, and this constitution issues the foreign policy goals, and they are all at the same level. So um, promoting human rights is at the same level um, like um, trying to do business with other countries. And what I always underline and stress, because I live it on a daily basis, is that it's very rare that there is a contradiction between the two of them. So that can happen, and if it happens, then it has to go to the political level to take a decision and then also take the responsibility for that decision. But it's overrated how often this happens because it's really the exception. Normally, um, this goes smoothly one hand in, 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 hand in hand because you cannot have a good business and um, economic relation if a country is um, in a diadomestic shape. So that means that in most, most of the cases, our economic relation does not uh, somehow contradict other foreign policy goals. In the case of Saudi Arabia, though, top people were going there, and then there was the Khashoggi affair, and they didn't go, and now President Mara has just been to Saudi Arabia. So, I mean, is it just a question of waiting until it falls out of the limelight, and then we go ahead anyway? No, I think... Um, the, the, the question and the challenge is how to deal with countries which, um, which do commit human rights violations or with countries which have another shape and are not democratically elected governments. And this challenge is a real challenge. But um, the other question is whether we talk to other countries, and Switzerland has always had had a policy, and this is one of our strengths, that we do discuss with all the countries. We discuss as much economic relations as we discuss um, international law and human rights issues. So we do that with Saudi Arabia as well, and I was myself this summer in Saudi Arabia, and we had a very long discussion about human rights and the Khashoggi case, which indeed was shocking for the rest of the world. Phil will soon be changing jobs. As of next spring, she'll be in New York, heading Switzerland's permanent mission to the United Nations. And Switzerland is pushing for a non-permanent seat on the UN Security Council for 2023 to 24. If it succeeds, what role would it play? As a neutral country, would it, for example, abstain on hot issues such as imposing sanctions? You cannot answer this question in an abstract way. This is a case-by-case -case decision, but we have very good examples of countries who have a similar profile to Switzerland, like Sweden, who um, did a, a marvelous job in the Security Council as bridge builders, as promoters for peace and security, 
And this is, I think, the way Switzerland would also choose. There is very rare situations where the Security Council has to, to, to take a decision where Switzerland would not have a long-term policy which has been there. So we would not change our profile at all if we were in the Security Council. We would just be able to contribute to bridge building between um, conflicting interests in the Council. And um, Switzerland has a, a long history of building bridges. Uh, among other things, there are the protecting power mandates. There seems to be more demand, growing demand, for protecting power mandates. So people are coming and asking Switzerland for this. Why do you think that is? Let me come back to the other question you asked. Why would we talk to Saudi Arabia if we do not agree with um, what they may have? I mean, why would we talk to, let's say, countries which have a completely different shape and policy? Um, because we want to build trust. And this is the reason why in many circumstances Switzerland um, is considered neutral and so they come to us and want us to be the mediator between two countries which are not talking to each other anymore. And that is the reason why we are um, solicited much more often these current days because there are, there, there are a lot of hotspots in the world where um, countries are starting to downgrade their bilateral relations. And we have a long-standing tradition to talk to everyone and to try to build trust. What will be your other main priorities at the UN? For next year, the priorities of Switzerland at the UN are um, science diplomacy. Um, it's supporting the Secretary General with regard to the reforms of the United Nations system, which needs some um, urgent reform. And um, the third priority is human rights policy with regard to journalism um, and women's rights. And I think you've been in New York before, you've been at the UN before. Um, do you like the Big Apple? Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, I love the Big Apple. Um, maybe not for like the cliche things of the Big Apple, but it's because I think it's not a modern city. It's actually in a very fascinating way, um, a vintage city. That was Julia Crawford speaking with one of Switzerland's top diplomats, Pascal Beresville. Visit us at SwissInfo.ch for more news and analysis related to Swiss foreign policy. The Swiss Connection is a podcast where we talk to newsmakers based in Switzerland as well as Swiss people living abroad. We produce a new episode every few weeks. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or another platform to be sure you don't miss the next one. Thanks for listening, and thank you to studio technician Donnie Wheeler. Signing off for all of us here, I'm Susan Masika. Hello, I'm Imogen Folks from Swiss Info's Inside Geneva podcast. On February 24th, 2022, Russia attacked Ukraine. The invasion caused Europe's largest refugee crisis since World War II. And during the year-long conflict, tens of thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of people, soldiers and civilians, have been killed. Over the past year, a number of episodes of Inside Geneva have looked at the heavy humanitarian toll of the war and its wider implications for the world. 
we've been joined by historians and international human rights experts to ask about the background to the invasion. We've talked to major UN aid agencies about how the war in Ukraine is impacting other humanitarian crises. And we've asked if sanctions or war crimes investigations can stop or at least limit this conflict. If you're particularly concerned by the war in Ukraine, do listen to these episodes. You can find Inside Geneva, free to listen, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google and all your usual podcast apps.